1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do is sit and gab with you on a Sunday night. So thank you for joining us tonight. That is the voice of Jonathan Lowe. If you're just joining us, he is our in-studio producer. And um, we are talking about this half hour with CEO Michelle Marie King. She's the CEO and founder of Positive Presence Global. And she joins us now on the John Schuster Call Banker Hotline. How are you, Michelle?
0: I'm wonderful, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on again. I appreciate you.
1: I know. We're having you on again. And I didn't know anything about July being National Make a Difference to Children Month. And Mm -hmm. I was reading about that, and it says that the month raises awareness about the vulnerability any child in the world can face if they do not have the right person in their lives to guide them. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're back to talk about it, because you definitely know all about children needing mentorship and that sort of thing. And I want us to revisit some of the conversation we had um, back in June. So welcome back. Mm (laughs) So we know that it's important for young people to have people in their lives that can drive them forward to be the best that they can be, and being a mentor is so important. I have to start with, you know, knowing that children need mentors. How, how does the process begin? How are the mentors chosen?
0: Yeah, it's such a great process, such a great question. I mean, it's a really important process. I mean, we have a complimentary call with our prospective parents. Usually the parents find us first out of concern or, you know, regard for their loved one. And we have a conversation with them to learn more about the persona of the student. You know, what are their, the parents' perceived struggles of what the student is going through, um, are what are they struggling with? How are they feeling? Um, what are signs, symptoms um, of loss, frustration, anxiety? Um, and ideally, what we're trying to do is kind of understand loosely um, the student as a whole. And then our goal is to connect that persona of the student with the persona of one of our coaches across the country. We have over 45 across the country and very all varying degrees of um, of background, socioeconomic standard, I mean, really, like, experience, love, compassion. And so our goal is to make sure that whomever we connect the student to um, not only can relate to them and what they're going through, um, but have also succeeded in getting to the other side of those similar struggles so that they can support them in their trenches now and help them do the
1: same. So how is mentorship different from a Boys and Girls Club, Um you know, and so many other organizations that are there to make sure that the children have someone to talk to. Um, it, it seems to me like there are others that are doing the same thing. But what's the difference between what they do and what you do? Yeah,
0: I mean, support is so important no matter how it's given. Um, I think that that is, however we can contribute that to a young person's life is so valuable. What's different with us is that we incorporate a lot of meta-learning techniques. And, and meta-learning is the ability to teach yourself how to learn. So ultimately what we're doing in these conversations weekly or biweekly with our students is we're helping them understand how to be self-sufficient. So they don't need anybody outside of themselves to feel fulfillment, to feel complete. Um, One of those things that we do in every single session is called intention. We set intention by asking a set of questions about what are we going to talk about in our coaching session today? So it's not just, it doesn't have this loose feel of quote-unquote hanging out or just striking up a conversation, but it really is about what are you struggling with and with the intention of taking them from struggle to strategy so that they can implement these tools without us in between coaching sessions, therefore kind of making this a a more valid type of support that is longer-lasting for the students.
1: And that's what the goal is, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so and for students to be fulfilled, first of all, this is a different time for students. We're going through the pandemic and so much more, right? And this has kind of been... Um, storming forward, I'd say, for the last decade. We've been hearing the changes, watching the changes in the schools and how education is is made for children, um, how it's created here in the great state of Minnesota. And my concern is if we know that they need it, why wouldn't it be a part of the curriculum immediately?
0: Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm equally as concerned. And, you know, I, I'm a true believer that, you know, mentorship and life coaching in general, I mean, this is not a, a luxury service. I mean, I think for so long, people have perceived life coaches, um, mentorships as luxury and for people who could afford it, um, who, who are at the place where they can now need it. And the reality is that this is a necessity. I mean, I'm a true believer that the moment we, we put our child in a car to drive off from, from our, us as parents, um, you know, we give them insurance, right? Like we hope that they will ever need it. But I believe that life coach is insurance for life, for our children, the moment that they start operating in a self-sufficient manner, they need someone outside of the family dynamic to help them um, navigate all of these, you know, this tumultuous terrain that is inevitable um, as they grow and, and get to know themselves
1: more. You know, when I was growing up, it was all contained within the household, right? If we needed mentors, our parents were mentors, or the older brothers and sisters were mentors, right? Um, we mm-hmm. didn't have people coming in and out of the schools um, or meeting with other people saying, hey, I need a mentor, and that mentor meets the mentee, and then they have this um, synergy between the two of them where one helps the other and the other helps the other, right? So right. I, I understand that today, but when I was growing up, it wasn't like that. You know, yeah. It was your household is where you found the refuge to just talk and say whatever you needed to say. How does that compare to what we're doing today, particularly what you are doing today with Positive Presence Global?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the reality is that like, when you can look at a a kid's life in today's society, there are so many external influences, you know, like I was born in the 80s. So even in the 80s, you know, we didn't have as many external influences. I mean, I didn't have a cell phone, the internet was really wasn't really around until I was like, in my teens, Um, like uh, social media was not even existent. You know, I think we had like, I don't remember the social media back in the day, but you know, like my my influences outside of myself were magazine covers when I was waiting at the grocery store, and you know, my friends at school and my parents, and you know, like so we didn't have as many, um, we weren't open to so much stuff happening in the world, and so I think today, given that like our like I have a seven and a half year old daughter, and she can turn on her tablet and in an instant, get access to people halfway across the world if I let her. And I think that it's so important because they have so much um, connection to things outside of the household that they need somebody just as um, external to support them in protecting themselves against it.
1: So when you talk to the parents about, you know, protecting them, uh, the parents say, hey, I just want them locked down from being on Facebook or Meta, whatever you want to call it, uh, or or any other social media. We need to lock them down so we can know that they're safe. So what do you say about that? I know when it comes to parents and caregivers uh, creating deeper connections, you say strict parents create sneaky kids. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's, unfortunately, you know, from, I've worked with over 700 families across the country. And, you know, so many parents come to us with so many different desires for their children. And what we always say is that, um, you know, I mean, it, it's just not realistic in today's world. Like, it's really, really, really hard to lock them down um, without locking them in their room and not giving them any type of social emotional interaction. You know, unfortunately, the 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 hard things outside of the home that exist, like social media and external influences, are also the things that help a person in today's world grow and evolve and learn about themselves, make mistakes, um, you know, just learn how to, like, navigate the world in its harsh terrain. And so we do work with a lot of parents to help them understand that, you know, this isn't about your child growing up in the same way that you grow up. It's about finding a way to help them grow up in the world that they are growing up with today. And unfortunately, for a lot of parents, that's hard. Like, I mean, even for me, like I was born in the 80s. And I mean, it's hard for me too with my my daughter. And it's going to get even harder, I'm sure, for me as a parent. I know you know that. Um, But I think that it's just important to just Navigate that together and help And for parents. We tell them, talk to your teens, help them understand that you don't get it either. Like this is just as new to you as it is for them and create this kind of family dynamic that is navigating this world um, harmoniously together with questions and space for opportunity and love and compassion and support.
1: You also write, the more we can come to our children with a clear mind and clear space, we're better for it. The problem is, when I was growing up, like I said, you know, with my siblings, it was six of us, or still are, thank goodness, um, six children and two parents. My father was killed by a drunk driver, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. I will say that we had something really special. And every household that we knew of, where we trusted the parents and trusted the children um, as I was growing up, it was just wonderful because everyone knew each other. You know, when they say get home. And, and, be it and make sure you don't talk to certain people in certain places, blah, blah, blah. But nowadays, it's so different. The children, once they're able to um, to drive, like you talk a lot about the teenagers, uh, making yes. sure that they have the caregivers, they have the people, including their parents, which I appreciate you doing that, making sure the parents mm-hmm. are involved in all of this as well. I can imagine how difficult it is for teens today because they are completely different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. So then what happens when it comes to the children learning all of this from their mentors and the mentors learning as well? I think they're both growing. But then mm-hmm. we look at them making sure that they know and understand what what self-advocacy means as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, like if you think about it, us as parents, I mean, we're learning – Uh, how to improve ourselves on a regular basis. And when we're constantly learning that ourselves without, I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never had a mentor (laughs) myself.
1: No, me either. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of parents and a lot of the, the, you know, generations that are older than teens and young adults nowadays, we, we weren't given this quote unquote luxury. And so we had to navigate it ourselves. And because of that, a lot of that weight is on us. And so what better way to take that weight off of our children than to provide them with someone who can do the same thing for them that we were forced to do on our own, again, outside of the family dynamic. And a lot of that relationship, we're teaching them, like I mentioned, meta-learning techniques, self-advocacy techniques, self-reflection, emotional intelligence, executive functioning, um, positive psychology. I mean, all of these things are so integral to to growing up in today's world in a positive way. Like, it is really possible to grow up in today's world and be successful, period. Like, that's, that's inevitable. But I think that it's going to be important to provide these tools for our team so that they grow up in a positive way given, you know, the society and all the things, the tumultuous terrain that they're navigating. Um, so a lot of that, you know, self-efficacy is really things that we're teaching them through these conversations. Um, and a lot of that is that meta-learning, you know, it's teaching them how to learn. Um, that meta-learning, as you know, is like, you know, when we I, my daughter is learning how to count money in, in elementary school right now, and She doesn't she's not necessarily going to learn the most about money until she actually goes out there and starts spending it in the real world. And so that is teaching herself how to learn about money because she's doing it in real time. And so when we can start helping our our children, our teens, our young adults understand how to do the same thing with emotions and, you know, life like um, time management and planning and Future planning, goal setting, um, you know, like relationships, all of those things, when they can become self-sufficient in those containers and in those moments, that's really where they start to accelerate their, career, their lives, their careers, their futures, um, and really start to have a positive life that they can then grow from.
1: It's really quite remarkable because you take them right into their adult lives from this uh, position, right? Um, giving yeah. them all the tools that it takes. At the same time, we still, even young people, not young people, but people my age uh, and our children are still trying to figure out. How to, um, make sure that we understand the techniques with a mentor and that mentor understands them, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's ever ending. It's, it's a never ending game or, or at least a never ending rope that keeps us all together to keep us trying to move up and forward and understand why it's important for us to have someone we can can talk to or lean on. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. How do you um, plan on, this is my final question. How do you choose people to be mentors? That's so important. And, you know,
0: um, I think what's so important to us and invaluable to our students is that we choose mentor coaches that have a story that, you know, have struggled in quote unquote darkness, you know, like they've been in, I, I refer to struggles of life, the worst of the worst, the trenches, you know, like they've been there and who has it in today's world, honestly, um, but they've succeeded in getting to the other side. You know, me, myself, I, I struggled a lot and I didn't have anybody, but Somehow I found my way into the light and I decided that the best way for me to help others avoid what I went through is by sharing my story. And, you know, simply because I survived it and I excelled through it and I am on the other side of it, I think makes me um, and I, an expert of it because I lived it. And so a lot of our coaches are really people that have been where a lot of these teens currently are depressed, anxietal, suicidal fearful, um, not wanting to move forward with the future, not knowing what to do with their careers, um, having an awful relationship with their families, with their parents, wanting to run away from home. I mean, these um, teens in today's world, not necessarily... You know, the ones that are struggling the most, but even the ones that are just lost that, um, you know, like they wake up in every day and they're straight A students, but they don't know what they're passionate about or they want to do a, a sport, but their parents don't have the money for it. And so they're frustrated. You know, every single type of, of teenager that is going through every single type of story in this moment, um, I believe that we have a mentor that can relate to that and Relatability is, I think, the building block to um, these successful relationships and conversations. And ultimately, when we have relatability, we have likability. And when there's likability, there's trust. And when there's trust, you know, all the walls come down. And that's ideal. That's breeding ground for positive experiences within positive presence. And we've done that time and time and time again. And um, it works.
1: Michelle, I thought that that was going to be the last question. I'm so sorry. Um, here comes the last one. <laughs> okay. So cost. Does it cost anything for students to get involved? Yeah, yes. I mean, we have
0: a wide array of prices and a wide array of different services based on, you know, the students' per- preference to how they want to learn. We're launching an e-learning program um, in August, and that's as, as cost as low as under $100. We also have a scholarship fund from our nonprofit, our 501c3. So for people who can't otherwise afford our coaching services, we do have scholarship funds available free of charge. For those people through a formal application process um, but we can just match you with a coach for as little as um, $260 per month and that's all inclusive. Um, we're also the only coaching company in the country that for teenagers and young adults that offers complimentary 24-7 video-to-video private confidential support between the student and their coach and that's so important because as you know, my friend, I mean like these these teens, they're if they're in hard moments in their lives, at 2 o'clock in the morning, at 7 o'clock in the morning at the bus stop, at noon being bullied at school. We want to make sure that they understand that we're not, this is far from transactional. Like We are here to help you at any moment of the day, and you have a friend in your pocket that is willing and able to pick up the phone and support you, and that's all included in our services.
1: Michelle Marie King, CEO and founder of Positive Presence Global, uh, has been joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time.
0: My pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I
1: appreciate you so much. Oh, one more question. Here it comes. Where do people (laughs) go to find out more? (laughs)
0: Yes, yes, I appreciate that. Well, we have a Positive Presence podcast. You can find us on any of your podcast platforms, just searching Positive Presence Podcast. Um, you, we also are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, Google. You can. The best way to get those links is to go to our website, positivepresenceglobal.com, or you can Google Michelle Marie King, and I'll connect you there myself. Thank you so much. That's
1: awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. You take My care. Pleasure. All right. My goodness, we brought her back, man. Because this is the month. July is National Make a Difference to Children Month. Check it out.
0: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love.